Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, one-on-ones for the direct. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. During today's cast, we talk about the question everybody wants to know about. How can you have a great one-on-one with your boss? How can you get the most out of the most valuable recurring communication investment you make? This is an important question, and it seems that a lot of managers do not ask it. Some of the managers who are quite good at running their own one-on-ones aren't very good at getting the most out of their time with their boss. Frankly, we think that if they reported to themselves, they'd be disappointed in their direct. Hmm. And as you might expect, we've been watching managers for years, and we have some recommendations for how you could be most effective when you're the direct. Let's be clear here, though. We're not talking about how to manage your boss. We never recommend managing your boss. Never. Before we go on, though, one quick comment. For some of you, particularly those new to manager tools, the concept of one-on-ones, and particularly how we recommend their use, may not be familiar. Similarly, there may be concepts that we refer to that may not be familiar as well. With over 150 Manager Tools podcast and our continuing conversation on those topics, we found that new listeners sometimes feel like they're joining a conversation about the halfway point. For that reason, we created the Manager Tools Basics, a special collection of the basics of Manager Tools specifically for the new listener. You'll find a link to it on the Manager Tools website, www.managertools.com, right there on the left-hand side of the homepage. In addition, there's an RSS feed with just those casts, so you can have an easy reference to those casts in iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're new to Manager Tools, I hope you'll check it out. So, with that, let's get on with the show. Here we go. We don't want to make this too long, but um, I think right now is a good place to announce one of our key plans for 2008. I agree. Do it. Okay. So Manager Tools is going to roll out an entire suite of tools and support materials to help our managers grow and develop their teams. And we're going to call it Manager Tools Team. Not, not the go. most creative word in the world. <laughs> <laughs> our marketing, our crack marketing staff came up with yeah. that clever appellation. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're going to make it easier for members and listeners and managers out there to grow and develop their directs. Um, some examples we're working with right now, and this is a very early announcement, but um, tools to explain how to make one-on-ones more, more effective, how to deliver one-on-ones, how to receive feedback, how to be coached, how to collaborate with your boss on goal setting. Yeah, and, and the idea really here is to help managers grow the capabilities of their teams by giving them some tools to roll out manager tools recommendations to their directs. Right. Um, we, we really just want to make it easy for managers to share manager tools with their teams, and we think we can uh, provide some additional tools to do that. So we're going to have facts, um, frequently asked question lists, teaching guides, communication plans, and additional podcasts on how to communicate with your team about manager tools, changes you're making, and also how to be a direct of a manager tools manager. Yep. And uh, we're announcing Manager Tools team this way because this cast is related to that theme. How can I have better one-on-ones with my boss? Exactly. Um, This isn't precisely an MT team product because we're just speaking to existing members and listeners. And we're not rolling out a suite of supporting materials for this particular topic. Uh, But the concept is basically the same. We 
I, I think we get some surprise out in the field when we remind everybody, obviously managers particularly, that there are two parties in every management effort, the manager and the direct. And many managers have a habit of forgetting that they themselves can be more effective by being a better direct to their manager. Yeah, exactly. We see it all the time. A manager who misses the other side of the manager tools continuum, what does my boss want from me, and how can I use the manager tool stuff to be more effective? Right. And to, to a certain degree, we're careful about talking about some of this stuff because we don't want to have our work perceived as managing up, as managing your boss. Yeah, we yeah we definitely do not. Um, oh oh oh, and and one one thing we didn't mention, I don't think I mentioned, which was we we talked about this as a new product, which it is, but right. this is going to be included in everyone's premium member. So if you're a premium yeah. member, you're gonna you're gonna get this at no additional charge. So this is uh, we're thinking of it as a new product, but if you're a premium yeah, member, it, you're gonna get it. Yeah, it's interesting. I I guess it is it is a new product, um, but. But there's no charge. <laughs> uh, if you're a premium member, there's no charge for it. Okay. Yeah. A, yeah. The, the, again, we have a crack marketing team. We have yes. a, a crack product development team. And, and in case you haven't figured it out, we don't have all the answers just yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So enough of talking about what we're going to do. So let's, let's talk we're about done. what this cast is. What are our right. recommendations? Four recommendations for how to have a better one-on-one when you're the direct. And they are, number one, be prepared. Number two, report on goals. Number three, report on deadlines. Be clear about it. And number four, ask for help. Um, And we also have one hidden piece of guidance in the cast, which we're not going to mention. We're just going to share it at one point as as a treat. Yeah, for I like, our listeners. Yeah, I like those hidden gems. Yeah. Um, and I think my favorite thing about this cast is that it's data-driven. Now, being a somewhat high C, you might <laughs> suspect I like that. We're, we're, we're not just recommending this stuff. We've been watching managers for years, and these are the things we hear repeatedly from managers about their one-on-ones. This is, this is what bosses want. Yeah, and, and, and conversely... The opposite of these recommendations, which in a way we're going to be addressing, is what they hate. Don't you don't you think that hate word is a little too strong? Maybe. Well, I, I'm characterizing what they said, so no. <laughs> okay, so we're we're pretty sure about this. Yes, we're pretty sure that managers hate the opposite of this stuff. <laughs> cool. All right, so let's get right to it. Okay. Man- managers say they want their directs to quote-unquote, be prepared. What do they mean, and, and what should the direct do? What they mean is the direct should be prepared, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, that was nice. Good, good yeah, answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, when we first started asking managers about their best and worst performers, we got deluged on this point more than any other. It's almost as if they're, this is points number one, two, and three, and all the other ones are after that. Yeah, deluge would be a good word for that. <laughs> Yeah, um, they, um, it, it, d- despite directs saying they love having structured and scheduled time every week, many of them treated the time cheaply. They acted like it was a free period, a chat, a bonding session, um, and, and to some degree, 
I'll, I'll take some responsibility for that because so many managers heard it as, oh, I'm supposed to sit and listen to them tell me about their personal lives. And I think if a manager is thinking that, whether he or she communicates it or not, I think they tend to engage in behaviors that reinforce that. Um, but regardless, many directs missed, for whatever reason, the underlying professional power of the concept of one-on-ones. Yeah, yeah. Folks just got a little bit sloppy. But, but, but let me just make sure it's, it's clear here. We're not saying as a manager that you would hand this list of recommendations to your directs, specifically to govern how they want to talk to you. These are recommendations for you as a direct of somebody else participating in a one-on-one with your boss. How can you be more effective with your boss? We're not if you have a direct who wants to blabber on about blabber on, so you know you can see what my perspective is. (laughs) But if they want to go on and talk about what they did on the weekend, and that's, that's what the direct needs to talk to you about to establish a relationship, which is of course the objective of the one-on-one, then you go ahead and let them do it. We're not saying to go out here and tell people, Hey, look, I don't want to hear about your vacation. Well, this will be interesting. People will listen to your interjection and they will go to the show notes and they'll discover it's not in the show notes. This is completely unscripted, this part. And you're absolutely right. And I completely missed that because I've been wanting to talk about what managers told us about their directs um, and, and wanting to tell people, look, this is what your boss wants from you. But I think a lot of our listeners, I think you're totally right. They focus so much on being a manager. They're thinking, oh, Mark and Mike are telling me what I need to do to get my directs to behave the way I want them to behave in a one-on-one. And that is not what this cast is. For one thing, these things may not be true about your directs. Okay? This is what managers told us about their directs. Folks, if you have a one-on-one with your boss, you're a direct. Or put differently, if you have a boss, you're a direct. And if you have a one-on-one, here are the things that might be issues between you and her. Um, so, yeah, you, you make a brilliant point. It's not I, – I, I forget about it because I'm thinking up right now. I'm thinking about how to be effective without managing your boss. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's You're totally just, right. Yeah, it's just like the disc model, right? We, which we're not going to get into. But the the whole right. point is figure out how you, the other person would like to be communicated to and communicate in their style. And what we're talking about here is how a lot, a lot of the most effective managers and executives we know want to be communicated to. Like, yes. Okay. And so that's yeah. where this just, is coming from. In the same way that people want to make disc about themselves, oh, this is how I am, and so you should just get used to it, rather than, hey, this is about flexibility for working with other people. Exactly. the Great, great analogy. Yeah. Good. Okay. So, uh, and I, I use the term uh, when my directs blabber on. And so <laughs> the, the, other, the other term for that is we hear from a lot of folks is that the the directs that they're they're working with the least effective one on ones they they have the sense of the direct rambling yeah it wasn't in in fact it wasn't until I heard the word rambling or rambled or they ramble about twenty times that I really picked up on it as a theme um, well I think there are a lot of things that directs and remember some of those directs are managers and <laughs> I would be you folks. Well, while we think there are a lot of things that directs can do better, this is what their managers hate the most. A rambling, relaxed, unprepared monologue about 
quote, things that happened to me last week, unquote. <laughs> right. When you, when you say it like that, it sounds like, what did I do on my summer vacation last week? Yeah, exactly. Now, now, now look, um, folks, we're not saying, we're not trying to change one-on-ones into um, you, you can't share about what's going on, um, but they're a half an hour for a reason because everybody complains they're too busy. We don't have three hours, and somebody who starts rambling or being less than precise or less than organized in their communications in a half-hour meeting, I would argue this is the the shortest meeting that 90% of the people who are listening to us have on a regular basis. Um, if you start by being what your manager would call rambling, uh, you're going to be less effective. Now, it's possible that you're a very relaxed person and your boss is wound, you know, is stretched tighter than a drum and almost anything you do is going to be rambling. Um, but we're just reporting to you on what managers say over and over again very frequently is the thing that bugs them. Um, so basically what we have is we have a bunch of directs excited to have time with the boss and the moment they know the time is not going away, when they realize they really are going to have time each week, they treat that time with a little bit of laziness. And, and we think it does their boss and them an injustice. Okay. So what, do we, so what do we recommend as a tonic against this rambling? Yeah, let's, let's not beat up everybody about the rambling. Some people out there who are listening go, I don't think I'm rambling, and perhaps not. Um, but, but it's very simple, the way you avoid rambling. You have an agenda. And oh, you God, deliver I, I, to I the agenda. You, yeah, I thought you were going to say, yeah, stop rambling. But okay, good, yeah, yeah. thanks. That's, you're a little more helpful. <laughs> yeah, by time. the way, I, if I did that, I would shake my finger. Um, um, before you go into your one-on-one -on -one with your boss, n know, because you've decided in advance, what you're going to communicate about. We'll have more recommendations I want to focus on below, based on what bosses want. Uh, but regardless of what you choose to talk about, be crisp about it. And, and I say you because the one-on-one -on -one is still about you. We're trying to help you understand what bosses hear from lots of one-on-ones, but the one-on-one -on -one is still about you. You get to choose what you want to talk about and you want to be crisp about it. Yeah. And we sure heard that word a lot. Yeah. Crisp. It, that, that was the other half of the, the two word. Um, it, it was one of those focus group words you hear and you go, Oh, hmm. Uh, you know, you, I, I look at the facilitator and I go, hmm, okay. <laughs> There's a word we've heard a lot of. Yeah, and we, and we knew exactly what they meant. We, we love directs who are crisp. Yeah. Let me just go back briefly to rambling. Um, to be clear, managers use that word to describe directs' behavior who are not prepared. Managers feel they're getting information and it's better than nothing. Um, they often still feel that they're developing relationships with the directs and that's good. But in terms of efficiency, whether the 30 minutes is really being milked for all it's worth, they're probably a little bit disappointed. Uh, they hear about several topics. It's mixed in together. It's family and then work and then a project and then family again. Or 10 minutes on a priority C project followed by only one minute on a priority AAA project. And, and then, interestingly, no mention at all of a skip who is thinking about leaving um, when perhaps a, a, a lunch with the boss um, might be warranted. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and managers draw a conclusion, war warranted or not, um, that that lack of communication is a function of lack of planning. 
Yeah, and, and we know it's terribly frustrating for many managers who let, frankly, they let their directs ramble. They want to be respectful, and so during the directs portion of time, they tend to have a somewhat relaxed approach. It's the directs time, so I'll let them set the pace. Yeah, and in a way, we love hearing that, right? They don't put efficiency in front of effectiveness, but it still breaks our heart for them because a little bit crisp, more crispness um, from the direct would, would make everybody a lot happier. Yeah, because we know they are comparing that inefficient one-on-one to their best one-on-one, which is crisp. Crisp, crisp. Yeah, it's way. Yeah. Um, And look, here's how you get to crisp. Prepare. Uh, I think I actually said that earlier, which is, which is, that's not really behavior. So let let me, let's give more specifics about behavior. Rank order the topics you want to talk about. Decide what you're going to talk about and rank order them. And then make a determination of what you'll have time to cover. Something that I think a lot of people miss, assume you can have 15 minutes, because usually you can. Um, Know the key point you're going to make on each topic and make it in the first sentence. I think a lot of people want want to tell a story and then say, and here's my question. And that doesn't work for most managers. This is really what this is, is bluff, bottom line up front for one-on-ones, folks. No, for each item, whether you're briefing the boss, whether you're asking for a decision, and if you're asking for a decision, you say, I need a decision on X, and then give background, or whether you're just asking for guidance. Yeah, and some even go a step further and do what we call the one-on-one pre-wire. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they send an email in advance, a brief Say again, a brief mail that says, here are the three things I have to get through tomorrow in our one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Kind of as a heads up. I, I bet there are managers out there right now who are thinking, wow, I don't care if they want to talk to me about the wrong things, for heaven's sake. But but if they're ready to talk about whatever it is and they're going to tell me in advance what it is, that's nirvana. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to love it. This That's the epitome of crisp, advanced preparation. Yep. And here's... Um, a little suggestion for everyone who is thinking, how can I make that happen? It's easy. Put it on your calendar 24 hours before your one-on-one. I mean, it just says, send brief prep mail. Now, I, you know, I, I get questions sometimes about, gosh, I'm, you know, I've got stuff on my calendar. Some people choose to make that a task with a deadline. That, that's fine. Um, uh, I, don't, I, I never hesitate to put things related to one-on-ones on my calendar or make them tasks. Because when it comes to being a manager, those one-on-ones are the big lever that I have. Um, and I'm not afraid to clutter up my calendar, if you want to call it that, with things around one-on-one effectiveness and efficiency. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be more effective, take all those things that are your priorities. And prepping for your one-on-one ought to be one of them. Yeah. And put it on your calendar. It's just an extension of the rule of put your yeah. priorities on your calendar. Exactly right. Yeah. Didn't we have a discussion recently with someone who said, I I can't find the bandwidth for stuff? Yeah. (laughs) You don't need to find the bandwidth. It's already there. It's like saying, can I find my house? If you're in your house, you don't need to find your house. It's already around you. Um, Yeah. But we'll we'll stop there because this this has the makings of a rant or a soapbox. (laughs) Right. No soapbox today. So so, so if you're one of those folks that that regularly do this, um, you're, you're, you're the kind of person I want working for me. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> yeah, we like we like brief prep mails, and we like, hey, this is the stuff I need to know. Here's the stuff I need to do. Would you please think about them before our one-on-one? I'm thinking, yeah, somebody who helps me be more effective. I like that. Yeah, 
Okay. So what about number two, report on goals? Um, this is the one that I think surprises most directs, whether they're managers themselves or not. They, um, interestingly, and I, I shouldn't be surprised by this. I shouldn't, but, but I... But, but it is interesting to see the looks on people's faces when I'm with clients and managers and so on. They assume that their manager swims in a much bigger, much different pond or even sea than they do. One that is much more driven by big goals and strategies and having to answer to senior people about their fitting into corporate or divisional goals. And, and by the way, part of that comes from the fact that managers go to meetings and they, they, they actually say, oh, sorry, i got to go to a meeting. And they go off somewhere and they come back and they don't tell anybody what the meeting was about. They don't, they don't brief anybody. And so people assume, well, they must be doing something important that I can't understand because there they go to another meeting and they never tell us about it. Um, and I think they're surprised. I think directs are surprised that the manager really wants help from the directs on staying close to the big annual goals that everybody signs up for in December and January. Yeah, directs mistakenly assume that the boss only thinks about those things. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, and it's flat wrong. Uh, except probably at the most senior levels and with the most highly effective managers and executives that we know. Yeah, but most managers tend to get down to the weeds pretty darn fast. And without a pretty good prodding, they tend to stay there too. So. Yeah, yeah. Look, here's what you need to do. When you prep for one-on-ones... Okay? Now, please tell me this is the part where we share the hidden guidance in this cast. It, it is indeed, yes. Good. good. Uh, folks, if you haven't figured it out yet, if you're going to weekly one-on-ones with your boss, you need your own one-on-one binder <gasps> with weekly notes pages. You're kidding me. And that you recur to weekly to make sure that you are covering those items upon which you need to follow up. Don't let your boss's follow-up notes be better than yours. And add to that that you have in that binder your annual goals document so that that's never far away from your weekly discussions. Yeah, this this one just kills me because you know, we always assume from the very beginning that this was pretty obvious. And then we go out in the field and find out there are all kinds of managers who are not doing it. Ugh. And that would be a bad thing, the not doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be a big, fat, affirmative good buddy. <laughs> you got to prepare. And the core of prep for your one-on-one with your boss is your own notes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love hidden guidance. Good, good. Um, well done. Um, and now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Look, it's one thing to be prepared about whatever it is that you want to talk to your boss about. We expect that. We want that. This one-on-one for you as, your, as a direct is about you. It's a very good thing. But you really start getting traction when you report on the things that you and your boss both are on the hook for with her boss, which are annual goals and objectives. And it is so easy to lose sight of them. I mean, the fact is that when you watch managers, they are incredibly easily swayed by the crisis of the moment. Yeah. Um, in fact, um, you, uh, people often say to me when I'm with a client, how do you stay up on the big picture? And I say, it's, it's taken me years to learn that because everybody wants to talk about whatever's going on right there. You know, in politics, it's the cause du jour, right? It's whatever happens to be 
in the news, right? It's what the media are talking about. And it's always a distraction for the effective manager. What this means basically is that each week, each week, you take a look at your big annual goals and you make sure that you're ready to talk about where you are relative to them. All things being equal, if you have to choose between two topics, choose the one that most closely supports or is in fact a task that is part of an annual goal. Yeah, and that's the standard. When you look at your week, make sure that the tasks and projects and issues that are most closely related to annual goals are the ones that get talked about. It's just yeah, it's just too easy to focus on what seems hot at the time rather than what's valuable at the end of the year. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, hot versus valuable. Hot is, is, is you know, sounds weird, but hot is cool today, right? We, it's hot. People are talking about it. I want to be in the know. I want to be part of the team. But that's not the big picture. It's it, valuable is really where it, it's, it's return on investment. It's, it's the value proposition of your, your work. Um, good. I like that. A nice comparison. Yep. I don't think effective has anything to do with hot. <laughs> yeah, it does, it does not. All right. Number three, report clearly on deadlines. Managers say this over and over and over and over again about their directs they feel best about. They are open about deadlines they have met and about deadlines they have missed, and they have a plan when they've missed for getting back on track. Yep, and this is one of those dangerous, slippery slopes of management we see all the time. I, I totally, I am amazed at the managers who say to me, I don't think I should have to check, or I don't think my boss should be checking on me. And I, I'm pretty sure... I'm, I'm sorry, did, that, you, did you hear that sound that was my head falling off my shoulders I, I, and hitting the desk? <laughs> the sound you heard of me was my eyeballs like in a cartoon, bouncing out of my head and hitting the microphone. I'm, I, I mean, I, and of course, anytime somebody uses the word should when it comes to management, I don't think my boss should or shouldn't do that. Well, okay, look, this, this isn't church. Um, I, I was stunned that, I mean, every single boss effective manager I know is maniacal about checking on things. And, and after a while, the direct doesn't feel like they're being checked on. They feel like they're collaborating with their boss on the things that they're supposed to be doing. Now, poor performers feel like they're being checked on. And why wouldn't we want to check on poor performers who repeatedly say they'll do X and then don't? Um, but look, uh, um, the best directs, again, folks, <laughs> that includes you. Even if you're a manager, don't be thinking down to your team. Think about yourself as a direct. The best directs are comfortable talking about wins and losses. And as I think we've just made clear, the worst directs, again, many of whom are managers, folks, avoid talking about deadlines like the plague. The worst directs try very hard to fly under the radar. Yeah, and we know some of those folks, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but look, our guidance is clear on this. Report on deadlines past and future. Your manager wants to know what you've done relative to past and future deadlines. Your manager wants to know where you are relative to existing plans. It's very likely that your boss lives and dies what you've done and when you've done it. 
And yep. despite that, he can't keep everything in his head, following you around, closely monitoring every move you make so he knows exactly where you are in every single project. His head is full of stuff, and he can't keep track of it all. You need what to help him. What we should him. do is anybody who wants that, we should then curse them with a, 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 a spell which causes them to have to do it to all of their directs and discover that their head would actually explode. Yeah. 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 And it does sound like you've lived that experience before, Mr. Master Executive. <laughs> oh, I have indeed. <laughs> and I was always surprised by my directs being surprised that right? I was very interested in whether they had done what they said they were going to do. Yeah. And, and there are people who feel, right, okay, look, I said I was going to do it. You should know I'm going to do it. And I said, yeah, well, if everybody did everything they said they were going to do, um, life would be a lot easier. In fact, I, I think it's fair to say, partner that if everybody did all the things they said they were going to do, there would not be management. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and I think by extension, there would not be manager tools. <laughs> so anyway, look, folks, here it is. Make sure your boss knows where you are relative to any and all project plans that you and she have shared. It's your job to report on the work that you do. It is not enough. We've talked about this before. It's not enough to do the work. In today's modern organization, you've got to tell others where you are in the work that you're doing. Who better to keep others abreast of your work than you? Yeah, and, and, and just be really clear, it's not enough that you do the work. You have to report it, and you have to report that which you haven't done as well. Look, at, we're not going to get into to delegation and all those kind of things, but you leave work undone all the time. You owe yes. to your boss to have a conversation with your boss about what you're not getting done as well. So, 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 okay, so off my soapbox here. Every week, you have to review where you are relative to past deadlines and upcoming ones and report on status, period. Look at avoiding this just raises suspicions, whether they are warranted or not. Yep, and a lot of managers want to be judged only on warranted suspicions. But if your boss has suspicions, it really doesn't matter if they're warranted or not. If your boss has them, they are warranted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And look, there there are going to be some people who listen to this and say, "Mark, you know, Mike, I I am I don't have this kind of relationship with my boss. He trusts me and I trust him." Okay. We understand that. Remember, we're sharing with you a broad swath of thousands of managers what they've told us. If you are a top performer, you may very well be okay on this and you're giving the right of information to your boss. If you're not 100% sure about that, it wouldn't hurt to do a check-in with your boss about how the one-on-ones are going for him or her relative to what you share with them. And these might be themes that you want to be clear about. Yeah. And one other thing, when we talk to people about where they are relative to their management abilities, over half of them say they're above average. So yeah, you, you just may want to think about that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All I right. think actually a lot more than over half say they're well above average. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to anyway, be generous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last point, ask for help. Yeah, this doesn't surprise us at all. Um, bosses say all the time, look, I'm, I'm available to help. But lots of directs in our lots of focus groups are surprised by this one. After being prepared, reporting on goals, reporting on deadlines, it does seem very boss-focused, what we've been talking about. But bosses tell us what they want uh, and, and, and that they want to help. 
and we hear it so often, we really do believe it. Um, even from bosses who might be perceived as tough, they want to help. Yeah, but I bet they have standards around that. Yeah, they definitely have standards. If you're a direct, it's reasonable to ask for help. And if you want help, it makes sense to ask for it in a way that is most likely to have your request answered effectively. And how is that? Easy. What's the problem? What's the background? And what are your pro- proposed solutions? Yeah, that, that really doesn't sound like a question, but it's, it's absolutely what bosses want. Yeah, look, they want us to say, hey, here's the problem I'm facing. Here are the parameters, and here are the options I'm considering. What do you recommend I do? Right. And the key there being that the direct has already considered multiple options, meaning that they still consider it their problem to solve and not their bosses, and that they have a recommendation for the manager to bless, rather than saying, what should I do? Yep. Yeah. In fact, a friend of mine, um, Jerry Conti, and I often joke that the the answer to this is when somebody comes and says, I have a problem, you say, yeah, you have a problem. (laughs) Well, what should I do? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I I don't know what to do. I said, well, I, I didn't ask you. What, what you're going to do. I asked you what you thought. Well, I think maybe I should do X. And before they even finish, you say, do that. And they say, well, it might not work. I know. Do that. You ask me what you should do. I think you should do that. Well, I'm afraid it might be wrong. Okay, good. If it's wrong, guess what? We'll have more data. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so look, the request for help actually has a standard attached to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the request really is not a request without being accompanied by options and a recommendation. A naked ask for help is frankly a sign of failure. Options and recommendations are usually met not just warmly by bosses, but enthusiastically. Yep, come to the table with recommendations or what, what some people call solutions. I say recommendations because too many indirect, too many directs say, well, I don't have a solution. I don't know if this will work or not. Fine, call it a recommendation that you could be, you would be willing to action even if you don't know whether or not it would work. And then allow your boss to say, well, I, if it were me, I would choose A versus B or what have you. So, yeah. And I think, and I, and I think that does it. It does. All four of our recommendations for how to be effective as a direct, when it comes to one-on-ones. As a direct. <laughs> As a direct. Yeah, yeah. Hear us there. One, be prepared. Report on goals. Report clearly on deadlines, whether you've hit them or not. And then last, ask for help in the form of a recommendation. Yep. That's it. Thanks, partner. Thanks, my friend. See ya. Well, that's it. As always, thanks for listening. We hope you got something useful out of today's cast. Now, we hate to market you, so we don't mention it often, but if you're one of those folks who would benefit from printed show notes, transcripts, and presentation slides for our podcast, please check out our premium content offering on the website, www.manager-tools.com. In addition to being an additional resource during your listening of the podcast, the material serves as a great resource when referencing the material in the future. Podcasts are great, but let's be honest, they are incredibly hard to go back and reference. So for that reason, we put together our premium content offering. So with that, have a great one, and we'll see you all next week. So long.